Hello Hopers, welcome to another Thursday Hope Daily. I'm Pastor Ryan and today we're going to be continuing through Live in Grace, Walk in Love, a 365 day journey by Bob Goff. Today's entry is entry number 66, which is titled, What Brings Us to Tears Will Lead Us to Grace. Our pain is never wasted. And the scripture that goes with this entry is Psalm chapter 30, verse 5, which reads, Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. I was at a funeral recently, and the young man who died too early in life, um, he died of an overdose, a drug overdose, and... His funeral was very different from the other funerals I've been to in my life. Unfortunately, it wasn't the first funeral that I've attended for a young man who died too early from a drug overdose, but it was the first time that I was at a funeral where many, in fact most, of the people who got up and spoke, who spoke about this man and how much they loved him, and how important he was to them, to them and how special they, they viewed him as and how much light he had brought into their life, joy and laughter he had brought into their life while he was here with them. They were either people with a long history of struggling with addiction or people who were currently struggling with addiction and who admitted it while they were up in front of the room doing a eulogy for someone who died of an overdose. And one of those guys who went up and talked... Um, he made a comment. He said, it's him today, and it could be me tomorrow. And he kind of got choked up there, and he said, I don't want it to be me tomorrow, but it could be. And it really struck me. The whole funeral really struck me in a different way from other funerals I've been to because it really felt like the people in that room, his mother, his father, his uncle, his friends, Uh, fellow addicts that he had been talking to and struggling with and trying to get better with in different support groups. They weren't just sad. There was a real effort, a real search for meaning, for purpose, for how to move forward, for how to not waste his struggle, for how to not waste the pain that he went through, for how to not have that all happen and all that struggle and all that pain and all the loved ones who lost him and have to deal with that to have to deal with that pain and suffering and then for it to just keep going on and on for the epidemic of drug overdoses in Philadelphia and elsewhere in our country to just continue as and for him in his death to just be another bump in the road there was a real effort for that not to happen for there to not be wasted pain and so that really this really this entry really resonates with me this idea that what brings us to tears will lead us to grace and that our pain is never wasted. If you think about all the most painful moments of your life, the times where you really felt at your lowest, where you really had the lowest outlook for your future, when you've really thought the least of yourself, where you've really gotten beaten yourself up and judged yourself and really failed and made mistakes and had people who were looking up to you be disappointed in you and had people who were depending on you um, be let down, All those things can be redeemed by an almighty God. And that is an amazing thought. It is just an amazing thought. And it is 100% true that God can redeem all of our pain. That none of our pain needs to be wasted. 
But I think that a crucial aspect of this is that we have to be willing to let God use it, to let God lead us to grace, and not to let those painful moments harden us and pull us further away from this lifestyle of being gracious and loving to everyone we meet. Um, Because I think that that's a real opportunity for us to grow, a real opportunity for us to be used by God and to have our lives tell a story that really brings us closer to Him and makes our relationship with Him just feel stronger and healthier. I want to read a couple of things that Bob Goff says in this entry that I think are really important. He writes, God takes the weights of the pressures and disappointments in our lives and turns these into the very things that anchor us in our faith. And I love that image, right? That the things that are heavy, that weigh heavy on our hearts and our minds and our souls, that make us feel like we're going to drown, God can take those heavy things, those heavy weights, and use them to anchor us in our faith. He can use those as points in our walk with Him, where instead of falling, we relied on Him, and He lifted us up, And we realize that no matter how bad it gets, God is always there for us. All right? Kind of makes me think of that poem, the Footprints in the Sand poem. You've probably heard of it. I don't need to reiterate it. I I, I kind of get annoyed at how often I hear that Footprints in the Sand poem. But the message is wonderful. That's a little thing for me. It's a little pet peeve. But the message is wonderful. The idea that that in the times where we're struggling the most, God is there for us. And so... That idea of those heavy moments being turned into anchors, it's a really good one because I think that when we let God use us in those moments where we're down and we're struggling and we're in pain, then we can always remember those moments better than the good times. Right? It's a common thing. Humans tend to focus on the worst things that happen in the world and that happen in our lives. And so if God can take those things that are going to stand out in our memory that are going to really affect us and transform them into bringing us closer to Him, then that is just a wonderful, a wonderful and amazing miracle that He can perform for us. But again, I think that we have to be willing. God doesn't do things against our will very often. I think that if we don't want those dark moments to be transformed by the Spirit, then instead we, we can choose to dwell on them. We can choose to just be anxious and have a life full of anxiety and be scared of how it might happen again or something like it might happen again. And so our relationships with other people are not as loving and gracious as they should be because we're guarded, because we're defending ourselves from future pain. And we're scared of the pain. We're scared of the suffering instead of realizing the pain and the suffering for the opportunities that they are. And Bob Goff uses an example from Jesus's life. He writes, We saw this happen in the life of Jesus. He experienced the same sadness we feel, and he endured it so we could know God can sympathize with our sadness. He doesn't judge us or expect us to bounce back from sorrow. He gets down into it with us. I think that it's clear from Scripture that we are allowed to be sad. It's not about not being sad. It's about being open to God and what he wants to do with you in those moments of sadness. It's not about trying to bounce back and always be positive. It's not about always trying to be happy and to or at least pretend to be happy, you know, that fake it till you make it kind of ideology. It's not about that. It's about being sad. It's about living in that sadness and not giving up on your faith. 
It's about living in that sadness and grabbing onto your Father in heaven rather than grabbing onto the many vices in the world that promise quick relief. Grabbing onto God and knowing that it might take longer and it might be more of a struggle, but that those moments will anchor us in the beautiful faith that leads to us being in heaven, in glory, with our Heavenly Father one day. So I really like this entry. I really like this message that our pain is never wasted. That it doesn't need to be wasted as long as we rely on God rather than ourselves. And I think another verse that goes well with this is from from the Beatitudes, right? Blessed be those who mourn. There's plenty of times in the Bible where we see that it's not the people who have everything they want, who are rich and who have everything they need and have people who wait on them hand and foot. It's not those people who grow close to God. It's the people who are suffering in silence. It's the people who are being oppressed. And so we really can't be scared as Christians. We can't be scared of suffering. We can't make it our life's mission to avoid pain. Instead, we have to realize and glory in the reality that that pain is not wasted. And so that's my prayer for you. That's my prayer for me this week, that we will realize that our pain does not have to be wasted because we have the hope of Jesus. Thank you for listening.